All right, welcome back, fans. If we can call you that, I don't know how many fans we have right now, but uh, welcome back to Trumbull Dads, the last one of the decade. We're recording this on um, the 30th of December. Since we're all dads, I had to throw the dad joke in there. Um, all right, guys, well, we got some, basically, we're just talking about football today. Uh, for the most part, we're talking a little fantasy, NFL, and some college. Um, but obviously, first off, with uh, my co-hosts, I have Rob Finn and Brian, I call him BG because I butcher his last name. So, uh, guys, what are, what are we drinking tonight? What are we starting off with, Rob? What are you uh, what are you drinking over there? Uh, well, my brother in law brother in law brought me down a little Alchemist uh, El Jefe. Uh, it's a dark IPA. Uh, it's very good. Um, doesn't have that hoppiness after the bite, but um, it's not dark like a Guinness. It's almost like a looks like a stout, but it's pretty good. Nice, Brian. What about you? Uh, well, courtesy of you, Nate, I uh, I've got this bright. From Treehouse with Galaxy Hops. That's a good Double one. IPA. That's yeah, very good. Very tasty. Very good. And we had uh, Treehouse is one of our favorites uh, in the group. And uh, I made a run up there earlier in the month. Uh, I had to get some stuff for my brother-in-law who is from out of state. So I needed to get him a nice variety. Picked up some for these guys too. Uh, and I'm just doing, I think I've done this before on this podcast, but I'm drinking a Fuzzy Duck from uh, the New England Brewing Company uh, about 20 minutes away from here. So uh, it's a little fuzzy IPA. Good, good stuff. Good uh, everyday kind of beer. So, um, good stuff. So, all right, guys. Um, first off, we'll talk about fantasy football. And so, if you didn't know, the Trumbull Dads had a league, fantasy football league. Um, the two commissioners were actually Brian and Rob. So, there's a. We kind of feel like there's maybe a little collusion, but not really. Um, anyway, these guys played in the finals, and actually, Rob beat out uh, Brian while yours truly basically watched from the sidelines. So um, we want to first off say congrats, Rob. Uh, how do you feel about the victory? Let's give you a little perch to stand out right now and brag for a minute if you want. Oh, here it, we go. it feels pretty good, I won't lie. It's been a long time since I've had a, a championship under my belt. Um, you know, I, I said it in the beginning of the season, it's 25% skill, 75% luck, and my team stayed healthy for the most part. I had some good pickups, and you know, my guys—they uh, played—they played throughout the whole season. I mean, never really had a down week. I'm usually that guy that you know has a great team and then asses the bed in the first round of playoffs and puts up a you know a fat low score. So I feel pretty good. I'm happy with it. I think my team, uh, my team was was pretty good. I uh, yeah, it was it was tough. I think I made it to the semifinals. I actually lost to uh, to Brian. Um, so it was kind of fun giving Rob the uh, the little edge there on this podcast. But um, all right, guys. Well, Brian, obviously you came in second place. That's pretty awesome too. Um, you got you got to have yeah, a little bit bad. of skill to, to get there. Um, so Brian, we'll, we'll, I'll go ask Rob this, but I'm going to ask Brian. What was your who was your best player? I know who it is, but who is your best player in fantasy this year? My man Lamar, Action Jackson. Lamar Jackson of the Ravens put up at least thirty points a week. Phenomenal. He was, yeah, he was dynamite. Rob, what about you? Who was your best fantasy player this year? Uh, it was my first-round pick, Michael Michael Thomas. You know, the guy set a record for most catches this year, and it's a PPR league, so I guess I picked it pretty good. I uh, can't really complain. Yeah, Michael Thomas um, on the Saints. Uh, probably Drew Brees' number one receiver. Obviously, he had a terrific year. Um, yeah, and I think mine was Patrick Mahomes. I know he had a couple weeks when he got hurt. Um, but obviously I, I wasn't in the championship, so I, I don't really think it matters too much to me. Um, who was your Rob? I, I know this answer too, but obviously for our fans out there, who was your best in season pickup in the league? 
You know, it was that, that midseason uh, Kenyon Drake, who I, you know, just stashed on the bench. I had a decent running back squad, but uh, Montgomery and the Bears did not really play all that well. Um, Singletary on the Bills was, you know, probably you know one of my better running backs, but uh, Damian Williams got hurt late in the season for the Chiefs, so uh, I had I was kind of forced my hand to start Drake in the playoffs, and the guy put up, you know, back to back monster weeks, and that really just that helped me win the championship. I don't think if, if I didn't have Drake in there, I wasn't going to win. In the words of Seinfeld, I love the Drake. Now we go over to Brian. <laughs> I think Brian might have another word about Drake. Um, Brian, yeah. who was your who was your in season best in season pickup? Did you have one? Um, not not as impactful as Drake for Rob there, but I had Jared Cook at tight end. Tight end was a very weak position this year, and he started off pretty pretty rocky there, and um, especially with Drew Brees getting hurt too, he didn't put up that that many good weeks. So he was on the wire. Um, about halfway through, I picked him up and rode him for the, the rest of the season. He put up some points for me. Uh, but that along with a, with Lamar and a pretty good cast of characters alongside of that, we uh, did pretty well. Nice. All right, guys. So let's, well, just, let's just assume that the next, se- fan- next fantasy year is starting. Um, and you have, to, you have the number one pick. So, Brian, who would you take number one with this pick? If it's the next season, next season. Oh, man. The number one pick. If I number one pick overall, that's... Uh, that's tough. Um, I'm hoping I have a late round, you know, late pick in that first round. And I'll just take Lamar to justify taking a quarterback that early. But I don't know if anybody, Lamar, Michael Thomas, those, those two guys just put up ridiculous numbers this year. Um, I'm sure they'll, they'll put up good numbers next year. Probably not as good, but those are going to be your two top guys. I think, uh, fantasy wise next year. All right, Rob, who's, who's your number one pick? You get the number one pick in the draft. Who are you taking? Oh, <sighs> Yeah, that's going to be tough. I, I, to take a side note, if anyone does then, we both had two 10-man leagues, and Brian and I both picked seventh in our respective drafts. And we didn't and we both take, took different we didn't, players. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't pick those numbers either. They were handed to us. Right. I can vouch so for that. It was kind was of there. funny how we both made it. Um, so I took Thomas with that. But if I'm going number one overall, I think it's really going to depend on who the Giants, who the Cowboys get, as coaches, you're going to see what kind of offense they have because, you know, do you go Zeke? Do you do Barkley again? Um, you know, you're going to need a coach that's going to give them the ball and feed them the ball. So I, I kind of want to defer and see who the uh, see who the Giants get. Are they going to get a defensive-minded coach and just pound the ball in there? Or are they going to get a spread offense? I don't know. It depends on uh, what you can do. But if I mean, you go pick him one, I got to go Barkley. I'm going to go hometown guy. See, but see, Thomas wins, wasn't wins a one bad pick Wins one championship, and now he's dissecting – uh, divisions for head coaches now for fantasy sports. Unbelievable. One of the hardest things to do is, is to repeat in fantasy football. That's really, really tough. Unless you have keepers, even then it's still pretty tough. Um, one guy that I had, I, I did, I did more than, I think I did five leagues this year. Um, one guy that was really awesome for me most of the season was Dalvin cook. Um, I think based on everything he did this year, assuming he's healthy, um, I'd probably take Dalvin cook if I had the number one pick in the draft. I liked what he did in the Vikings backfield. Um, Put up some great numbers. Um, otherwise, you know, I'd take like a Mahomes if I'm in late in the draft. Lamar Jackson just to upset Brian if we're in the same league, um, <laughs> just to take him early than he needs to be. But those are those are all good picks, guys. Um, so uh, anyway, again, congrats to Rob for uh, the Trumbull Dads group. It was actually pretty cool because we did the stats 
um, for a Trumbull Super Bowl. So there was two 10-team leagues. The champions of those leagues played each other, which ended up being Brian and Rob. Um, so kind of a cool little format we tried this year. Um, so anyway, it was a lot of fun. I wish I would have won, but it was pretty fun to participate. Um, switching gears a little bit, let's talk about the NFL playoffs. They are set. So Saturday's games, I'll get, I want to get predictions from each of you, but let me just go through this real quick. Saturday's games is first game is Buffalo versus Houston. The second game is Tennessee at New England. The Sunday wildcard games are Minnesota at New Orleans and Seattle at Philadelphia. So guys, let's, let's go ahead and take our picks right now. Um, Rob, Buffalo at Houston, who do you like? You know, I think Buffalo has been playing really well, and Houston has not playing really well down the stretch. I mean, they lost to Tennessee in that last game. Um, they are <clears> home, too. but I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the hometown uh, New York team, Buffalo. I think they're playing well, and you know, I, I think they win this one. I don't know if they go all the way, but I think they win the the first playoff game in a long time. All right, Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Definitely Buffalo in that game. And then what was the other Saturday game? Uh, hold on. Well, I'm going to throw my prediction in first. You know, a little ahead of ourselves. Oh, right? oh. <laughs> a little sorry, too sorry, excited, sorry. right? All right, um, all right, all right. I, I like what you're saying about Buffalo. I am actually picking Buffalo, but I, I don't know if you could really give them a hard time about how they lost Tennessee because Watson didn't even play. So um, I think they were holding him out because I don't think their position was going to change. So hard to tell. He's going to be well rested. Watson always, uh, you know, he's always, you always got to keep an eye out for him. He always can um, put up some big games. But I've always, I've actually liked Buffalo Bills before I like the Cardinals, before the Cardinals were around. So um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick Buffalo. I wouldn't be shocked if Houston wins. All right, so the second game, Tennessee at New England. Brian, go ahead. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this one? Are you sure? Is it my turn? Is It is. It is. We're good to go now. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, I mean, Pats in the playoffs, they haven't played in a wild card game in the past 10 years. So is this the beginning of the end for them? And there's the upset. Tennessee wins. Tennessee's playing well. They got a good running game. They got good defense. Tannehill's throwing the ball too. That AJ Brown kid is a stud. I, I I'm going to go with Tennessee in that game. All right, Rob. I think I know you don't like New England, but what 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 do you think's uh, the outcome of this one? I you know Tannehill's still a young quarterback, and I think Belichick always eats young quarterbacks up, and especially in the playoffs. Uh, regardless if it's a wild card game, I think. New England's defense has been pretty good all year. I think Belichick's going to stack the box, uh, not let them run the ball and force Santa Hill to throw. And I, I just think they're they're going to make him force some errors, and then Tom's just going to do Tom stuff and, you know, get twenty eight points, and they're going to win. I think they'll pull it out, twenty eight twenty four. All right, I'm going to I'm actually going to say Tennessee. Um, I, I like New England's defense, but their offense just scares me. Outside of Edelman, they really don't have any weapons. Um, nobody's really standing out as a wide receiver for Tom Brady. So as long, I mean, they could put two guys on Edelman and I feel like that takes away Tom's, you know, security blanket. He doesn't really have any other options. So um, I think New England's defense will keep them in the game, but um, I've never, I don't think I've ever said this in my life. I think Tannehill is going to help them win a playoff game. So I'm a little <laughs> shocked to say that out of my mouth. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and take uh, Tennessee on that. All right, so for Sunday's games, the first one, Minnesota at New Orleans. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Minnesota, New Orleans. Obviously, there's some history there. So, Yeah, man, I think, um, I think it's going to be a good game. But I, I think I'm going to give the edge to New Orleans. I think their offense is just clicking. And I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Minnesota's offense has been up and down. 
So I think, you know, New Orleans is going to put up 30, 40 points. And, you know, Minnesota's just not going to be able to catch up with them. So New Orleans at home. All right, Brian. That, that game's going to be a toss-up. I mean, both teams, both teams can play very well. But I think uh, New Orleans plays a little bit well, um, plays a little bit more consistently well. Uh, they got Michael Thomas. They have Alvin Kamara. They have Drew Brees. Kirk Cousins for Minnesota. He he could throw when the offensive line is playing well, but New Orleans defense is pretty good too. They, they've been hot lately, and um, I, I'm going to go with the Saints there. I, I can't see them losing. Yeah, I'm I'm picking the Saints. Um, Minnesota. I think the good news for Minnesota is that this game's not on Monday night, so Kirk Cousins has the potential to not have a a tremendous game. Um, Dalvin Cook, I'm not sure how much he's going to be 100%. He's missed the past couple games, uh, which has really obviously hurt me in fantasy, but we won't talk about that part. Um, but I think if he's like 90%, he's going to help keep them in the game too. Just having that offensive weapon um, in the backfield is huge. But I, I still like I still like New Orleans. I think they're going to be coming out upset. Obviously, they had the uh, Minnesota Miracle a couple years ago. I don't think they've forgotten about that. And I think the Saints are just – they're they're motivated. They're hungry. I think everything that's happened in the past few playoffs, they're they're ready. So I think I think they're gonna come out posed, ready to go. Um, I personally, I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think New Orleans is gonna blow them out from the get go, um, just because I think they're they're playing mad, ready to go. So, all right, the last one is Seattle at Philly. So Brian, what do you think? Seattle at Philly. I, I gotta go Seattle. One because it's Philly, and. I don't think any NFC East team should be in the playoffs at all this year, but uh, uh, Seattle's pretty good. They they got a good team. They had a tough loss with that ending against the Niners. Uh, was that last night, which was pretty wild? But um, yeah, Seattle's a better team. They, they win that. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, um, man, that's a tight one. Philly's been playing much better as of late. I don't think. Um, I mean, Seattle's banged up, but I think. Picking up Marshall and Lynch again definitely helps them. I'm going to give the edge to Seattle, and uh, they'll win it in the final minute of the uh, final minute of the game. I'm going to say Seattle. All right, I'm just going to say Philly. I think Philly will upset Seattle in this game, even though I think Philly's the, they're the home team because they won their division. But obviously, that's a weak division. But I say uh, I'll, I'll say the upset. I, I say you know Peterson ends up magically putting something together. <laughs> <laughs> to get him to the next game, get him to the next game, and in the next game they're going to get trounced by whoever you know NFC team is playing them. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say the Philly, the Philly special right there, something because they've got so many banged up players. We'll see what happens, but Ertz might be back. Um, I think they pull that one out. So all right, we'll we're going to go ahead and see how all the games turn out, and next week we'll make a prediction because we're going to try to get back into this doing this weekly. Um, it's obviously been more of my fault that we haven't been more of a weekly podcast. We're going to get back into that. So we're not going to make any picks so that we have to do a podcast next week to make our updated picks. Um, next up is NCAA football. A lot of good bowl games. Um, we just actually saw both semifinal games for the college football. Before we get to that, um, the Division One championship, now this is the one that's the tier right below the BCS, and it's, um, they actually do a playoff system. So they actually have a playoff bracket with, I believe, is it 16 teams, Rob? Is it 16 that they do it for? Uh, it's actually, they, they've expanded from, like it was two years ago, they go they uh, have 24 teams. So the first round, those first eight games play, and then it goes to 16. Okay. So 24 to start with uh, with certain, you know, four teams getting by. It's the first round. Right. So 
Um, this is actually down to the championship, and right now it the national the national championship. This is Division One. Is North Dakota State versus James Madison in Frisco, Texas. I don't even know where that is in, in Texas, but um, obviously they they've got to have some pull because they're going to have the championship game there. So um, since we know who Rob's going to pick as a JMU <clears> alumni. <throat> Brian, who do you like in that game? Do you like North Dakota State out of spite, or do you like James Madison because we know Rob went there? What do you think? I don't know anything about either of those teams. <clears throat> I'll go with JMU. <laughs> go ahead, Finn. Have at it. Rob, what, Enjoy. what are you thinking? Two, two championships in one week. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so North Dakota State, they've, they've won a – actually, that's Carson Wentz's alumni, by the way. He won four straight championships there. So a little history lesson. Um, but these two teams, if anybody knows, they've won uh, the last eight championships. North Dakota winning seven of them. Uh, the one team a few years ago that broke up their streak was James Madison. And these teams have been one and two all year long. Um, they both have good defenses. They both have really good offenses. I think JMU's offense is got a slight edge. Um, they got a lot of D1 transfers on that team. A lot of guys will go to James Madison after a year or two, maybe somewhere if they're not starting. And I mean, I, I've been watching them all year. Their front line, they, they could look like they can play. And they were beating West Virginia at halftime. Now, I know West Virginia wasn't a ranked team, but they, they barely lost to West Virginia in the first game of this year. They got a big team, big front line. So I'm going to give the edge to JMU for uh, for the game. But in all seriousness. <laughs> Are you watching that? Are you watching it at some JMU party around Connecticut? <clears throat> There, Rob. Yeah, it's house. Yep, we're gonna have a. <laughs> nope. We, uh, my wife is actually the alumni chapter alumni president for Connecticut, so we're doing a viewing party January seventh, twelve o'clock, uh, at a bar in New Haven. So you guys are more than welcome. I got an extra JMU T-shirt for each of one of you. Is it January seventh? I think you're gonna be disappointed because I think the game's January eleventh. Sorry, <laughs> January eleventh. I fall. I keep saying the seventh. I don't know. Maybe it was last year. It was the seventh, but it's January eleventh. It's Saturday, twelve noon. All right. Well, good luck to Rob's team. I'm going to go ahead and say JMU. I, I, I'm with Brian. I haven't watched anything on those. I just knew that Rob's team was JMU, and they were uh, moving along. I checked this morning, and sure enough, they were in the championship, so I'll, uh, I'll root for JMU. I'll probably have to ask Rob to, to remind me to turn the game on on the 11th because I'll probably forget, but I will be uh, watching it and rooting for him. Uh, all right. Yeah, you come pick me up. We'll go to New Haven. There you go. Is, it new, is that what you said? Is New Haven is the bar it's going to be at? Rob? Yeah. We're going to pick up a, a, I believe it was Christopher something. I can't remember the naming of the bar. First time we've been there. So um, we just kind of confirmed it today. So it's on Facebook. Come on out. Do some day drinking. Hang out with, hang well, out see, with us. I think you just sold us right there. Just the day drinking part. We're day drinking with a football <laughs> game on the TV. I mean, I think that's what we're looking at there. All right. Um, all right, guys. Well, right now we've got Clemson versus LSU in the national championship in the BCS. So the one that's getting all the press, ESPN 24-7, basically. Uh, so what, what do you guys think? Do you think Clemson's going to repeat as national champs, or do you think LSU is going to bring the gumbo and win the national championship down? It? I mean, it's basically a home game for them because it's being played in New Orleans. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, we'll start with Rob. What do you, what do you think on this one? Uh, well, in our pick uh, bracket, I picked LSU from the beginning. I think uh, having a Heisman quarterback, he, he, Joe looks unbelievable. And I think it'll be another, it'll be a really good game. It'll be a high scoring game, but I'm going to give the edge to the home team, LSU. All right, Brian, have you watched any of the college football at all? No. All right. No, I haven't watched any of it all. But from what I see, I think LSU's got the better team. That kid, Joe Burrow, looks like he's real deal, or at least he's. 
real deal this year. Um, and Clemson, I don't know that uh, Trevor Lawrence is pretty special too. Anything, it's going to be one hell of a game to watch. Uh, if I'm going to watch one, that'll be it. And I'll let you know after that, <laughs> which seems the best. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I think I'm rooting for LSU, but I think Clemson's going to do it. I think Clemson's got the pedigree. They've been there before. Sweeney's going to have them ready. I love Ed Odron. I love this coach. Um, I, I was reading it, something about he didn't get the job at, at USC as head coach because of the way he talks. It was hard to communicate with him or something. So um, I'm really excited that he got the job at LSU, and he was given a chance. I think he was like on the hot seat at the end of the season last year, and he is in the national championship with LSU. So I like him. Another little fun fact about Ed Ogeron is he was the, if you've ever seen the movie, The Blind Side, he was the Ole Miss coach that recruited uh, the, the, the guy that was the, uh, the big uh, line, lineman. Uh, what's his name? Michael, Michael Orr. So he had kind of recruited him. So that's just a little like fun fact for you there. But um, I, I like him. He's a player's coach. So I'm, I'm rooting for LSU, but I think Clemson will, will win that one. So... Um, did you guys see uh, – well, obviously Brian didn't, but LSU just demolished Oklahoma in the semifinal. What do you guys think? Do you think that was more – LSU is just that much better than Oklahoma, or is Oklahoma just so far back that they should not have even been in the playoff? you think it should have been like a Georgia – Rob, I'll ask <clears throat> you that one. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think LSU is really good. I mean, their offense has just been on point all year. I don't think Oklahoma was a bad team. I think they just maybe had an off day. You know, they just they were just missing plays and just they didn't look like themselves. And, um, you know, I, I think Oklahoma is a good team. I, do, do they should they have been in there? Yeah, I mean, they played well all year, but would have been a better game with maybe a Georgia or an Alabama possibly. But, you know. You got to play the cards that's laid out. I think LSU was just that good of a team. And, you know, Oklahoma just had a bad day. And sometimes it happens. Yeah. Brian, do you have any thoughts on it from uh, basically just hearing my little rundown of it? Was it five or seven touchdowns in the first half from LSU? Oh, yeah, it was pretty uh, bad. I think that's, that's, I mean, that to me, that sounds like LSU is just the better team. I don't care how good or bad Oklahoma was playing that day. Anybody throwing up seven touchdowns in a half, first half is mind-boggling yeah i think so, he ended up with eight eight touchdowns throwing touchdowns burrows did um which was a, obviously a playoff record since it's only been around for seven throwing i don't care who you're playing whether run. oklahoma should have been there or not they're they're in a playoff game against lsu and lsu just walked all over them like they weren't even there that day so i don't know i, I think lsu is that much better than everybody at least that's what it, that's what it appears to be absolutely so all right guys um i, I didn't get a chance to ask this because i think we talked about it too our last podcast was too early, but favorite Christmas movies. I know it just ended. Christmas is over. Now we're waiting for New Year's. But do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie? I'll tell you what mine is. Just because it's kind of a guy's podcast, I'm going to go ahead and say Die Hard. I think that's a Christmas movie. I like that one. Brian, do you have a favorite oh, yeah. Christmas movie? Love Die Hard. Christmas Vacation Yes, is hands down. We watched that, I don't know, 50,000 times before between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. So Nice. Rob, do you have one? There were only two times in life a man is allowed to cry. <clears throat> One is the birth of his child. Two is watching It's a Wonderful Life. And that's about it. That's my favorite. So uh, that movie gets me every year. It's my uh, tradition. I watch it. makes you feel good. makes it really feel like Christmas. And, uh, you know, I shed a tear or two at the end. 
So that's my favorite. It's a Wonderful Life. That's a great movie. Did you see if you have Amazon? I think it's Amazon Prime has it in color. They put the they somehow added the color wow. to It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. Um, if you haven't seen that, it's kind of cool. Um, Rob, I'm with you. You know, it's funny. Every time I watch It's a Wonderful Life, I forget how long it is. I feel like it's like an hour and a half movie, and it's always like two hours. So um, it's a great movie. Christmas Vacation is absolute classic. Um, this year with the family, we ended up. I ended up doing a Christmas trivia. Uh, just for the just for the family, just kind of something fun after all the kids went to bed. And one of the things was uh, Chris. I did a Christmas vacation trivia, so there was like ten questions from Christmas vacation, um, and we all ended up watching the movie too. So uh, great, great Christmas movie. Um, all right, so let's kind of wrap it up, I guess, a little bit. Do you guys have any final words or anything you want to get out before you know the end of the decade? As as everybody rolls their eyes, Brian, we'll go ahead and <laughs> start with you. you. Got anything else you want to? We got a couple minutes left, so it doesn't. You can go a few minutes if you want to. All right, my my closeout for the decade is going to be the Patriots Empire will be no more. It's over. They lose first round. Tom Brady retires. He sold his house in Connecticut. His trainer sold uh, sold his house in Mass. His trainer sold his house in Mass. He's out. He's done. So you think that's it? You think he's you think he's not going to go to another team, or do you think he's just like, no, I'm done. I'm no, he's done. Yeah, he's not looking too good right now, but it's hard to tell with with his receivers. He just doesn't have the talent around him, and I feel like he get he can get the most out of what he's got, but it's it's not really looking that good. And you have to yeah. figure how much of that is the age factor, if he's declining or just not looking good because you know he doesn't have the weapons. But uh, he's going to go out like a Jedi. He's going to at Tennessee's going to final whistle's going to blow, and all of a sudden you're just going to see. Tom Brady's jersey just laying on the floor like he just <laughs> evaporated like a Jedi. All the rings left on the ground? Yeah. Cling, 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 cling. All right, Rob. What else? What do you got? Man, closing out the decade. Well, I, I'm i going to switch gears a little bit and look towards the future. And I think uh, the Yankees picked up some good guys. I think the Mets made some good moves. And I, I'm kind of rooting for a Subway Series. It'll be the first time. You know, uh, maybe get the Mets and Yankees, New York baseball back. Hopefully, to uh, one of them gets a championship. I'm kind of tired of the Boston teams winning. So, uh, I saw them fumble a little bit last year. I don't think they've done enough to get back to a front runner uh, stance. And I think the Yankees are going to like take that division again and go deeper in the playoffs. Now they got an ace. Uh, I still think they need to make a few more moves. But you know, between them and the Mets, I'm hoping the Mets have the year. Uh, Carlos Beltran, new manager. It's kind of the, the new trends there, going with this uh, former player with a lot of experience like Aaron Boone. And um, we'll see. I'm hoping uh, hoping it's a, a Subway series and then, uh, we can decide who's buying beers at the uh, at the stadium, Brian or I. So, Rob, Rob, who do you think – what's the best signing the Mets have had this season, offseason, in your opinion? Oh, man. How about the unsigning of uh, uh, getting Cespedes to redo his deal and saving some money? That might be the the best move they've done so far to kind of free up some salary cap space. Uh, but they haven't really – I mean, I think just getting – they've made a lot of good small investments, one-year deals with guys, you know, with uh, Waka and Porcello. So, you know, I think they've bolstered their bullpen. Uh, I think uh, Benantis, <clears throat> excuse me, Benantis from uh, the Yankees to, to get into a bullpen a little bit. Um, I think that's probably our best move right now is to shore up that bullpen. And so we'll see uh, how Dylan does back there. 
All right. Well, guys, since it's the end of the decade, I guess I should throw this out there. Um, do you guys have any like resolutions, anything you're going to start up with the next year? Brian, you have anything you're eat healthier, work out more, not watch TV, not, I don't know. Do you have anything? Yeah. Yeah. Those are all on the list. But number one, <laughs> just keep winning fantasy all the time. Just keep winning. All right. That works. Rob, what do you got? Anything? Shave your beard. Oh man, I think uh now I'm gonna the beard grow a little bit longer. Maybe through go through March, see how far I can get it down. But it's gonna move back. No, to this is um yeah. This is this is the year of the big four zero. So I gotta uh you know, start watching that weight and everything you said. I might have to be the uh go get that physical I haven't had in a couple of years. So is it the I uh, hear they put you out for turning that now. the tide. I was about to say, is forty the big the big uh, colonoscopy? Is that the age you do the colonoscopy? I think I think so. Brian least, Brian uh, said he'll pick you up from the doctor after that. I heard that say uh, you might I roll those so. windows down. Oh yeah, <laughs> make sure you bring a big pillow oh, yeah. for me to sit on. Yeah, we got we got the spray. Yeah, <laughs> you'll need it. So we'll see. That's that's my New Year's. So I gotta get a little healthier. I think Trying to turn the big four zero. I've been I've been exercising, but I need to eat better. I eat absolute garbage. Uh, obviously, drinking beers that's that's okay, but I can eat better. I eat not so many sweets, things like that. Um, better you eat, the better you drink. There you go. That's a good one. But the more I work out and the better I eat, the more room I have for beer. So that's that's one way to put it. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. All right, boys. Well, for I mean, so, I mean, obviously, I'll see you. But for our uh, our fans out there, we wish you guys a happy new year. Uh, happy 2020 and I got to make the joke next year we're all going to have 2020 vision so um, sorry (laughs) yeah you can't see these guys on video but they're all rolling their eyes they just want to get off this thing so anyway uh, thank you to all of our fans listeners out there Uh, have a happy and safe New Year's